FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Uh, a lot of news uh, on an abbreviated show this morning due to the fishing and hunting show uh, coming on around uh, 710 uh, and ending just a few moments ago. Last night uh, in Philadelphia, Houston gets a big win as they uh, hold on to a 3-2 to two win. Their bullpen comes through for them, and believe it or not, uh, it was a split decision, so to speak. And by that, I mean, uh, of course, Philly journeyed to Houston to take on the Texans. And they win that, and they remain undefeated. That game was tighter than it should have been. Yeah, that kind of surprised me, too, uh, when I saw it. I was following mostly the baseball that night. And uh, and I was kind of surprised when I saw the final score come up on that. It was a tight game, too. It was 14-14 heading at halftime. And uh, a young running back, Pierce, I think, for uh, Houston kept it uh, close. Yeah, but the Eagles, they move on to 8-0. Meanwhile, in the World Series, Houston takes game five, three to two. Uh, and boy, a catch, uh, Verlander, I, th- I should state, gets his first World Series win after nine starts. Just amazing. Pitches uh, five innings, gives, uh, uh, gives up four hits, four base on balls, six Ks, one earned run. Finally got the monkey off his back, earning his first win in his ninth career start, as I mentioned. You know, I didn't see the game until I got to the tavern at about, the eighth inning. Uh, in fact, Philadelphia was ju- or Houston was just about to add their third run, make it a three to one game. When I finally got into it, but I asked somebody when Verlander was pulled. He said the fifth inning. I said good, because that seems to be his limit in World Series games. Yeah. Uh, uh, let him get into a position to tally a win, but then uh, get the bullpen in there. Yep. And Jeremy Pena, the fine rookie shortstop for the Astros. Continues to swing a hot bat, man. I mean, Carlos Correa, who? Yeah, that's right. Where'd he go? Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah, that's where he ended up. Of course, big contract he got, too, though. Anyway, uh, Pena has uh, three hits, knocks in two runs, a homer. Uh, the first ever by a rookie shortstop in the World Series. So, uh, in the meantime, uh, Philadelphia's got their work cut out for them as they head back to Houston for a game uh, tomorrow night. Tell you what, they rallied in the bottom of the eighth, and um, you know, a couple of good defensive plays. Uh, By backup them, first yeah. baseman, too. Yeah, yeah that was uh, impressive there. Yeah, that ball gets by him. Two runs are going to score, and it might be a three to three game. Although I'm not sure it would have crossed the base fair because it was angling. Uh, you know, he it caught was. it in front of the bag, and uh, I, I wouldn't have been shocked if it had not uh, gone over the bag fair. But definitely where he got it, uh, it was. But you know where he was playing as the ball was hit. If he can catch that ball, I'm talking about. He only had to move about two or three feet to catch it, and uh, it worked out for the Astros and. Uh, and I believe it was Schwaber that hit the ball, too, uh, in that regard. And, uh, he hit, the, hit that bullet, and I, I did, never saw a replay of his home run in the first, but I understand that was a rocket uh, as yeah, well. it was. That it was. Elsewhere, it was fun watching him back. That's right. Uh, so they head to Houston for a big matchup, and the uh, Phillies are against the wall. Of course, the Astros fans will be out in magnitude uh, trying to win their second World Series. Uh, their first came in 2017 with, with a lot of controversy. Uh, uh, well, no, not well in 17, the controversy, not so much in 19. But I, I warned some Houston fans last night. Uh, uh, three years ago, the Astros went home with a 3-2 series lead and could not uh, finish it off That's against right. the Nationals. So. That's right. That is correct. Uh, anyway, meantime, Thursday night football, the Texans uh, 1-6-1, hung around and trailed by only four, entering the fourth quarter. But the Eagles pulled out a 29-17 victory to stay undefeated. Of course, uh, last night's game, Jalen Hurts 
21 out of 27, 243 yards, two TDs. Uh, the tight end, Dallas Goddard, uh, eight receptions, 100 yards, and a touchdown, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, uh, no, the fine back, uh, Damian Pierce, had a great night. But Miles Sanders kind of matched him. He had 17 carries for 93 yards, a touchdown, defensive tackle. Javon Hargrave had three sacks, and he powered uh, the Eagles. Even in defeat, uh, Damian Pierce continued his stellar rookie campaign with uh, 27 carries, 139 yards. Uh, highlights of the World Series, uh, uh, that leaping catch by Charles McCormick, uh, who grew up in Philadelphia. He mm. was a Philly fan, too, rooting for the Phillies all his life, and ends up uh, help winning the game uh, against his lifelong uh uh, uh pa- patronage to the Phillies in that regard. So uh, just uh, maybe the Phillies shouldn't have worn their old road uniforms at home. Yeah, that, yeah, they, yeah you I, don't I understand don't know, that. I don't know if anybody noticed they wore three different uh, uniforms uh, in those three home games. Yeah, uh, went with their normal homes pinstripes, uh, and then they went to the uh, more uh, old school. Uh, a little bit of a the cream colored jersey uh, on the fourth game, and then last night wearing the old uh, powder blue yeah. road jerseys. Not only that, but also you know a lot of people uh, are fans of baseball, but don't realize uh, the whites and the grays that the ball players wear. Most every team when they're on the road has the name of the town that they're from or city they're from on their uniform. There are very few teams that have the the Cardinals are one. Uh, the Phillies, I think, are another one. They don't wear Philadelphia on their on their chest, but it's too uh, long. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, but uh, if you notice, when the Yankees are at home, they have St. The Louis does have that one throwback. Yeah, and they usually St. wear Louis. it on Saturdays too. Uh, yeah. It just says St. Louis, and that's only come out in the last few years. Uh, and the Dodgers occasionally uh, have Dodgers uh, on their uh, jerseys when they're on the road, but in most instances they have Los Angeles. I want to say, that, and they reverted back to Los. Los Angeles on the jersey. Um, you know, I want to say just a few years ago. Maybe it's been fifteen years. Yeah. But you know, back in the seventies, in those heydays uh, with the seventies Dodgers, uh, their road uniform said Dodgers. Yes. And not only that, but a lot of times that was done in the early days of baseball to have the fans know what team they were yeah. playing and where they were from, and that's why they wore the city across their chest. So the the hometown fans would, oh, they're from uh, Detroit yeah. or they're from Chicago. And uh, the Cubs still wear their Chicago uh, jersey, their, their uh, grays on the road, too. I, I'm, I'm so glad that they've stuck in large part uh, with that look for 20-plus years now, although they do have that alternate blue jersey yes. with the Walking Bear uh, logo uh, that they usually just wear on the road. I don't think they hardly ever wear it at home. They Apart from those cityscape uh, jerseys, they just wore the pinstripes. Anyway, high school football last night, Jeff, uh, as you called the uh, Westgate uh, Northside game. I know uh, Westgate. One of the ugliest games I've ever witnessed, the officiating, the uh, timeouts, the injuries, the penalties, um, inability to run the ball in large part. Uh, that was a tough game to watch. Anyway, with that, too. Uh, 42-12, the final. Yeah, yeah, and Westgate uh, pretty much was in command most of the game, too, uh, I'm sure. Well, you know, it um, was fairly tight uh, at the start. 15-6, to six, I think, was the halftime score. Um, they only had three possessions in the first half. Northside ran off a 9-minute, 29 uh, drive where they 
they got the ball back twice on muffed punts in the first half. Oh, well. And uh, they, they were able to score that first time, but they uh, did not uh, take advantage. They gave the ball up on the five-yard line, and so Westgate uh, gets their passing game going and do a 95-yard drive in just a few plays. And, uh, again, uh, good job by the kicking team for the most part. Uh, not the receiving team, but the kicking team. They uh, try to – I'm trying to think uh, – what it was, uh, onside kick that went awry, but I think they got the ball back because of a penalty or offsides or something like that. But um, yeah, not a great night uh, overall. It's it's going to be one of those games where Coach Antoine says we we have no chance in the postseason if we play like this oh, I hear that you we did too. tonight. And you know Westgate, uh, except for last season, which was a pretty special run, they've been a team that. You know, got into the postseason, but then excelled in the postseason as if they realized this is when to turn it on, and hopefully they will do so next week. Yeah, uh, we of course we'll probably won't find out till Monday when the bracket is filled in and all. We'll Sunday the brackets are announced, but, but yeah, we're not going to be here. Come not on. that I know. Of. No, so we'll be talking about it Monday <laughs> anyway, uh, and we'll have uh, our local teams and where they're headed or whether they'll be home. Uh, so we'll have a few teams uh, in the area. That will be in the state playoffs next week. Certainly would imagine at least four. Westgate, uh, Lorville, Dulcombe, Catholic High should be there. Yeah, and they should even Generate. have a home game. Generate, too. Generate that's right. Uh, don't know if they'll have a home game, but they should be there. So in the meantime, uh, so, uh, note on some sad news, Jeff. Uh, Rip to Ray Guy. He passed away, uh, I think, the greatest punter in the history of the game. Ray Guy uh, died yesterday at the age of 73 following a lengthy illness. Uh, Al Davis uh, famously selected the future Hall of Fame in the first round of the 1973 draft, and the thing, and he was from Southern Miss, a Mississippi guy. Passed away there. Yeah, and uh, also I recall they had a Pro Bowl in New Orleans one year, and I want to say that was 77, maybe 78, the fall, uh, January 70 uh, or 78, and I saw Ray Guy during the game hit the uh, gondola. Uh, punting. The right. I, I heard the term scoreboard. Was it more uh, the gondola the that hung above the uh, uh, field, which was I think 110 to 120 feet above the playing surface? And I saw Ray Guy hit it that night and uh, punting. And uh, even before uh, the game started, he was trying to hit it. It didn't come successful because it was just large screens, an octagon type, mm-hmm. uh, the large screens up there. And uh, the whole premise was after the Saints game to people, not to the crowd leaving the game for the traffic jams, was to sit down and they'd play a game on the, uh, the big gondola, the scoreboards. And I sat and watched the game one afternoon after uh, Cincinnati had destroyed the Saints uh, one afternoon, uh, one of the first games in the Dome, and my brother and I stayed and watched uh, the, the Bills play. I want to say it might have been Miami on the gondola. We stayed in the extra quarter, maybe, and the traffic was going by the time we, uh, we left. But it was pretty interesting. But In, right in my day, it was going to high tops to yeah. let the traffic uh, <laughs> right. wear down. Anyway, uh, so Ray Guy, uh, rip to Ray Guy, I think probably the greatest punter, and uh, they call it the Ray Guy Award uh, for the top punter. So uh, what more can you say but Ray seven, Guy? Seven ballots, I believe he was on, either seven or eight. Uh, I'm not The way I read it, uh, he either failed seven times uh, once he was on the ballot or a finalist, and he was always disappointed because uh, there was a thought, well, he wasn't really a full-time player, he wasn't an athlete, and 
I'm telling you, to do what he was able to do, you better be an athlete. And, yeah. you know, last night, um, you know, we talked about uh, special teams uh, in certain situations not uh, being where they should be. Yeah, special teams matter. Oh, it, boy, does it. Man. Uh, uh, asked Catholic High about that two weeks ago when they had a uh, kickoff returned and a, a punt that wasn't fielded at the – or a kickoff that wasn't fielded at the three-yard line when it's a live ball. So it cost them a couple of touchdowns in the game. Elsewhere, just quickly uh, before we take our first break, a slap on the wrist. An independent panel uh, has spared Louisville basketball a major penalties from the NCAA allegations leveled in the wake of a federal probe corruption of college basketball uh elsewhere just going through uh some other quick news um in that uh, of course we'll talk about the big game uh lsu alabama saturday and another big game over in athens georgia where the uh, volunteers journey into uh, between the hedges to play a big ball game uh this weekend so if you like college football folks Couple games on last night too, as Coastal Carolina took care of Appalachia State uh, by the score. I believe it was thirty-five to twenty-eight. Uh, Appalachia State made a little run at the end, but uh, couldn't come to uh, a win. Elsewhere, also uh, Rice had a decent year this year. They took down UTEP uh, thirty-seven thirty in the college uh, football tonight. Uh, college football. Um, uh, I'm trying to think uh, the games. The games. Uh, I missed my turn there. The games on tonight. If you want to watch a little college football, uh, Duke will take on uh, or goes to Boston College to to take on the uh, uh, that team and elsewhere the uh, Massachusetts journeys to Connecticut. So uh, in the late game tonight, Oregon State number 23, Oregon State journeys to Washington to take on the Huskies. Another big game. So uh, college football. Got a couple big games for us to watch tomorrow, and the Saints don't go at it till Monday night. So, uh, Jeff, let's go ahead and take our first break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5, AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Saturday, it's the Cajun Company Band, and on Sunday, 5th edition. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. 
We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Pay for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go Go to AnswerToPain.com. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions. And you can apply right now at Danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs. Great people. That's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Friday, TGIF. Uh, as we mentioned uh, before we went to the break, big college football games on TV. Tomorrow at 6, I'm sure most of uh, Louisiana will be glued to the sets to see how Alabama, number 6 rated Alabama, number 10 LSU, that's in the college football playoff there, AP I think ranking is 15th for the Tigers. Bama comes in at 7-1 with their lone loss to uh, Tennessee earlier this year by a score of 52-49, while LSU comes in at 6-2. Of course, they're on a roll right now other than losing to Tennessee in a big game uh, back a couple weeks ago. Uh, LSU 6-2, of course, they opened the year. Uh, it's kicking their uh, toes, uh, excuse the expression, as they... Uh, Thank you, Michael Thomas. Yeah, yeah, another one. Uh, in the meantime, at Tiger Stadium. But, uh, Jeff, uh, w- uh, rain with a high of uh, 77, they say, a low of 67. Uh, there's a 76% chance of uh, precipitation. So, interesting uh, in, in that In game. Baton Rouge? Yeah, that's what they in have the here. No. Uh, well, 6 o'clock, uh, they say... 76 percent uh, chance. So here, we got next to no chance of rain here tomorrow. Yeah, evening. we. We're, I think tomorrow we're going to get our rain in the morning hours and early morning, uh, maybe uh, starting around midnight, and uh, hopefully so because we got a game on Kane Radio tonight as uh, the Wolfpack of West St. Mary journey to Panther Stadium take on the Panthers in uh, both teams' regular season finals. Uh, should be it's senior night, I think, for Catholic High. With only five seniors on that Panther team, so anyway, uh, big game. Alabama, thirteen and a half point choice right now. The over and under is fifty-seven uh, in that game. So uh, we'll see. 
LSU's defense needs to play up in this game. Uh, Got to keep Alabama from scoring. Alabama's averaging about 43 points a game, which is fourth in the country. Meanwhile, LSU's averaging 35, which is 28. But both teams, Alabama only gives up. You know, they gave up 52 to t- uh, Tennessee, and they still only give up about 17 points a game. So the Alabama defense, of course, they've played some uh, yokels, meaning uh, some lesser teams earlier in the year. And beat, a he- beat them heads up, I think, w- Louisiana Monroe was one of them. They beat Louisiana Monroe, I think, like 65-7 to or something of that nature, and that adds to uh, the scoring and to the uh, scoring defense. So, But it'll be interesting to see how LSU's defense plays against Alabama. And I'm not sure, Jeff, can't remember seeing anything, but I didn't look really hard whether uh, Bryce, uh, whether Young's going to play for uh, Alabama tonight or their backup quarterback will. So I hadn't seen anything in that regard. Have you? I Everything I've heard uh, suggests Young will play. Okay. All right. So did not know that. So the the uh, current Heisman Trophy winner until they select a new one in December uh, for the Alabama Crimson Tide. So uh, we'll see how that will play out. Elsewhere, the other big game of the day, uh, well, you yeah, have to go to uh, Georgia, to Athens, as the Tennessee Volunteers and the Georgia Bulldogs, both 8-0, uh, that game will be on CBS around 2.30. And the LSU kickoff, I believe, is at 6 o'clock. Uh, so if you want to watch uh, college football, and they expect showers and a high of 79 there uh, over in Georgia for this game, too. So Georgia comes in an eight-point pick over and under 66. But the kicker is that Tennessee's rated number one in the college football playoff, while Georgia's number three. And in the AP poll, uh, Georgia is number one, and Tennessee, I believe, is tied with Ohio State for number two. So uh, between the hedges, they go at it tomorrow. Should be an interesting contest. Again, Georgia only allows 10.5 points a game, and they lost six or seven starters to the NFL last year in the draft. Uh, If my recollection is correct, Tennessee's given up 21 a game. Uh, of course, uh, scoring-wise, uh, Georgia is uh, eighth, uh, sixth in the country at 42 points a game they score, while Tennessee, number one, they're averaging almost 50 points a game. And, of course, the Tiger fans know that uh, they can put points on the board, too, uh, as Tennessee's high-powered offense uh, with their Heisman hopeful. Uh, we'll see how that game's going to come into play uh, so by – Two-third tomorrow, a lot of college football for you fans out there. And, uh, of course, one of the one last game we want to talk about, just to shade a little bit, is the Cajuns. They entertain uh, Troy uh, at uh, 4 o'clock at Cajun Field. Troy comes in 6-2, and two, uh, the Cajuns at 4-4. Four and four. Uh, Coach, Troy, Troy has a real quality win, too. I'm trying to remember. Uh, Appalachian State they beat. Maybe so. After Appalachian State had beaten A&M in College Station right, earlier right. in the year. And but uh, Appalachian State didn't look like the team that beat NM last night. No. As uh, Coastal Carolina pretty much ran up and down the field on them with a back they had named Brown, who did a pretty good job for them. Of course, if you want to watch the Cajuns, Cajun Field, I'm sure you get a decent price ticket and drive 20 miles to see that ball game. If not, you can catch it on ESP Plus. Uh, with that, also rain uh, possibility with the 40 a 50 percent chance. And a high of 76, so that kickoff at 4 o'clock on, uh, on uh, the UL Network. So uh, we'll see how some big games tomorrow, college football. Uh, November starts all the traditional rivalries, too, in that regard. So and interesting games this week. 
Don't know if you have any other late-breaking news? Well, not late-breaking, but the Blackhawks' uh, overtime victory last night. Got to see uh, that overtime period. Uh, You know, it's a couple of times uh, where I've done games, uh, got back to uh, the TV late and saw the Blackhawks win in overtime, so maybe that's the key. Maybe I have to work more nights uh, and then uh, just turn on the game late. Yeah, and also, um, you know, the Saints do play Monday night, but see where Michael Thomas has been put on IR for the Saints, so he's gone for the year, and uh, I was hoping... Not not officially, but now the IR is only four games um, minimum. Used to be eight games minimum when you on IR. That's right. uh, But but he's likely done. Everyone is suggesting he's done. Yeah, and it doesn't look good for the Saints. Uh, Looks like they're going to get Jarvis Landry back, though. Uh, he'll be ready to play. Not sure about uh, – I was trying to find my injury report on the Saints uh, uh, for them, but it uh, looks like the Saints uh, – Only three didn't participate in practice yesterday. So they're getting a little healthier uh, for this last uh, – in the middle of the season. Of course, uh, the Ravens come to town Monday night, uh, Monday night football with a seven fifteen kickoff uh, – Hopefully the Saints uh, will be able to uh, move the football and show a little bit uh, uh, their defense plays anywhere near it played last week. It'll beat the Ravens, but uh, we'll have to just wait and see, Jeff. Elsewhere, uh, of course, uh, today in sports history, November the 4th, uh, uh, big time, uh, 1934, after seven straight shutouts to start the NFL season, the Lions finally uh, get scored upon as the Steelers get beat, though, 40-7. to uh, They played that game at the University of Detroit. Detroit used to have a college football team. I think they abandoned their program sometime in the mid-'60s. So, uh, so did the Lions. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. About the same time. Yeah, yeah, that's when Bobby Lane was traded to Pittsburgh, I think, yeah. and uh, he led them, the Lions, but maybe one – the title three out of four years with Bobby uh, uh, Bobby Lane. Uh, elsewhere, uh, of course, the the, uh, the Lions had 426 yards of offense. Also, I didn't realize this. Here's another. You know, we talked about yesterday the sacrifice fly rule coming into play again for the Major League Baseball. In 53, the new baseball bark rule gives the batter the option of accepting the outcome of the pitch or the bark. In other words, if he's, they call bark and the pitcher comes through with the pitch. Yeah. And he gets a base hit. He can take the base hit. Didn't know that rule existed. Uh, and I'm not sure it still uh, exists. I think once they call a balk, that's it. Yeah, yeah it's uh, usually a dead ball. Yeah, well, the pitcher came through with the pitch, uh, and they call a balk, and you got a base hit or a ball or whatever the case may be. Uh, that would be it. 1959, Ernie Banks, the Cubs shortstop, uh, wins his second consecutive MVP award. Of course, he won it in 58 and 59. Uh, elsewhere on this date, 1973, the Saints record their first shutout victory. And of all teams, it's against the Buffalo Bills at Old Tulane Stadium. Uh, I remember that game as they took down uh, the Bills 13 to nothing. O.J. Simpson, that's the year he ran for 2,000 yards. The Saints held him, I think, on 20, 22 carries for 78, 79 yards that afternoon. And that was the year O.J. Mm-hmm. ran for 2,000 yards in a 14-game season. My first uh, Bear game was against the Bills and Wrigley uh, Field in 1970. Oh, wow. Anyway, in 1976, on this date, the ma- first mass market free agency reentry draft took place as Reggie Jackson, Joe Rudy, Don Gullett, Gene Tennis, Rolly Fingers, Don Baylor, Bobby Goodrich, and uh, Willie McCovey were available uh, for the draft. Uh, I should say draft uh, for free market uh, 
And I'm sure they got a host of uh, scholarships. A few of these players left teams, too. Elsewhere on this date in 78, uh, the third annual reentry free agent draft with Pete Rose, Tommy John, uh, Darrell Evans were available. And, of course, everybody knows Rose went to Philadelphia. I think Tommy John left the Dodgers in uh, – Went to uh, the Yankees in that regard. Darrell Evans, I'm trying to remember if he was with Red Sox and went to Atlanta. Anyway, a lot of movement when it all began, free agency in Major League Baseball. 1987, the NBA announced four new franchises. Charlotte and Miami were beginning their seasons in 88. Minneapolis and Orlando in 89. So four new teams. 1992, the New York Giants announced that they left uh, WNEW radio after 32 years for WOR. And uh, the Jets did the same thing. They left WABC for to WFAN radio, and I'm sure a lot of money was thrown around. The Saints left WWL at one time. Uh, they went to WDSU. I, I just gotten into town when they did that. That's they right. Said it was a disaster. Larry Matson, I think, was the play-by-play man. I got a story uh, about Larry Matson. Oh, I probably have a few myself with My, Larry Matson. I, 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 I get press passes for a game. This would have been '95. Pretty sure it was uh, my first year with uh, the current company, uh, Coastal Broadcasting. And uh, Larry had done some work for them as well um, prior to my getting there. So anyway, I I show up to the Superdome press uh, entrance and uh, press pass for Jeff Boggs. Oh, it's already been picked up. I'm like, what? Uh, He said, yeah, someone picked it up earlier. And it turned out it was Matson. Picked up your press pass. So I ended up uh, having to buy a ticket. I was not happy. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have been either. Uh, I remember uh, going to a banquet in Nahoma, and he was bragging about there are only 32 announcers in the NFL, and I'm one of them. I got a great job. But like you said, I don't think it only lasted no. a couple of years in that regard. Anyway, uh, in 2001 on this date, Arizona, the Diamondbacks beat the Yanks uh, uh, 3-2 to two in Game 7 at uh, Bank One Ballpark. Uh, of course, Luis Gonzalez gets that big hit uh, for the Diamondbacks to beat the Yankees uh, in the bottom of the ninth, I do believe. And the MVPs uh, for Arizona were Randy Johnson and Kirk Schilling. And you think, man, those two pitches probably won four games between them. And uh, it's just amazing. 2009, the Yanks win their uh, – World Series by beating the Phillies 7-3 in Game 6 at Yankee Stadium. The Bronx Bombers record their 27th uh, World Series title. The MVP for the Yankees, Hideki Matsui, uh, mm. in that regard. Birthdays today. Boy, and I, I, this is my big one. In nine, born on this day, 1930, my all-time favorite player for Major League Baseball, Dick Grote, the shortstop for the Pittsburgh Pirates, St. Louis Cardinals, who was the NL MVP in '60. Uh, was a runner-up in 63 to Sandy Koufax. Uh, also was a batting title. Uh, Should have won two in 63. Also had the Cardinals in the heat of the pennant race in 63 against the Dodgers. He also, but that wasn't his key. His key was that he was the uh, an All-American, the UPI Player of the Year at Duke in 19, early 50s. He uh, was the first one to have his number 10 jersey hung in Cameron Indoor Arena. And uh, he was the MVP, uh, played even with the Fort Wayne Pistons, uh, which is now the Detroit Pistons for a couple of years. But Branch Rickey signed him out of Duke University. Were they called the Pistons in Fort Wayne? They were. They you, were. you would have thought Piston was a Detroit-based name. <laughs> this is uh, true. Being the auto industry and all. This is true. And uh, Branch Rickey signed Grote right out of college. 
and uh, they used to fly him around as he was playing uh, uh, NBA uh, basketball. But uh, the other thing with Duke, he was one of the few major leaguers that never played in the minor leagues. Went mm. straight from college to uh, professional baseball. I think uh, um, Al Kaline was another one. And they have a few others, too, that never played a, a day I in the minor remember, leagues. I remember, did Robin Yount uh, play in the minors? I'm not sure I mean, he was he 19 did. when he came up. That's right. That's right. Uh, there were a few others, and I'm trying to recall who they were, but never played a day in the minor leagues. Anyway, Dick Grote, still alive to this day, too, uh, mm. uh, with the, uh, lives up in Pittsburgh, owns a golf course up there uh, right now. Elsewhere uh, uh, on, on deaths on this date, uh, Grover Cleveland uh, Alexander, the great pitcher for uh, a few teams, of course, with the Phillies, uh, also pitched with the Cubs, uh, won the triple crown of pitching, Jeff. Of course, we know that's wins, strikeouts, and um, – ERA? Yeah, ERA. He did that in 15, 16, 20. He was an all-star. Uh, he won was six-time National League wins leader and strikeout leader. Uh, dies at 63. Of course, there was a lot of talk that maybe he was an alcoholic, but he also suffered from uh, a, a, a disease. Uh, I want to say epilepsy was a disease he suffered from most of his career. Also in 55 on this date, Cy Young passed away. Of course, enough said about Cy Young. They named the award after him. He lived to be an older 88. He died of a heart attack at 88, and uh, most people don't know that. But Cy Young uh, was just a fabulous pitcher in the in the heyday, in the old days of baseball. Also dying on this day, Sparky Anderson, Hall of Fame mm. manager, World Series 75-76, and also in 84 uh, and with the Tigers and uh, radio show host on WKRP. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Sparky Anderson uh, was ageless. Uh, I think he turned uh, white when he was like 35 uh, with his hair and all. But Sparky Anderson, first man to win uh, World Series in uh, both leagues. Elsewhere, uh, also, too, uh, on this date, the quote of the day, Paul Richards, who was a manager and also an executive in Major League Baseball. Spent some time with the White Sox. That's yeah. right. And anyway, he talked about Harmon Killebrew. And Harmon Killebrew, he said, has enough power to hit home runs out of any ballpark, including Yellowstone. Mm. <laughs> and Harmon Killebrew, you know, you look at the ball players today, and they mashing balls, and they six three four and 5. Back then, Willie Mays was 5'10", Hank Aaron maybe 6 foot. Uh, Harmon Killebrew might have been 5'10". Uh, the big hitters back then, the big guys, Frank Howard and Willie McCovey and Orlando Cepeda, were these huge men, but... Back then, those guys, the wrist action, Mays and Aaron and that crowd, even Stan Musial hit almost 500 home runs. Uh, you, you just wonder where the power came from. But the ballparks, and I don't think – you didn't have many pitchers throwing 95-plus either back no. then. And uh, I think one thing in baseball I like to see them do is move the mound back about three feet. And it would be even with the symmetrics of the infield. Uh from home plate to second base is 127 feet. That's you, a drastic change. Though. It is, but but I guess I bet you the averages uh, go through the roof. I don't know if that's a great thing, though. Yeah, uh, I know, but I'm just but, thinking that uh, you know baseball is exciting to see one of those uh, eight to six games, not the two to one games, but sometimes the two to one game uh, due to the pitching uh, is incredible. But I don't know they're making a lot of changes in baseball right now. They lowered the mound after Gibson's '68 mm -hmm. season. I don't. Know, I'm trying to remember how many inches they lowered it, but they did. Yeah, and that combined with expansion uh, really uh, had run scoring because yeah. the pitching thinned out a little bit. Plus uh, the lowering of the mound, uh, big deal. Yeah, and you got to remember, Carl Skimpsky won the uh, 
batting title in the American League in 1968. He hit 301, the only man in the American League to hit over 300 that year. And mm. I think Pete Rose won it in the National League, uh, hitting maybe 315, 320, something like that. So uh, it, it was a, a year of the pitcher, so to speak. Yeah, no doubt. Anyway, uh, that's today in sports history, Jeff. Uh, of course, big game tonight uh, at the Panther Stadium where the Panthers take on uh, West St. Mary. and uh, Senior night, correct? Yeah, senior night. Well, They're five seniors. mentioned just five seniors. That's yeah. right. It, it, again, it shows uh, how young that team is. They are. Um, big they sophomore are. class, though. Yeah, next year their junior class ought to be anywhere from 15 to 20 along with their sophomore class being juniors next year. So uh, they've got a chance to be a pretty good football team next year. We shall see. Uh, we did not have any guests today, so let's just thank our sponsors, including Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, the Hedekin Payne Center, Schwing Insurance, uh, Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep District 49, and again, that's next fall, not uh, Tuesday's election. The Quarter Tavern, if you're looking for a place to watch uh, some good college football tomorrow, 18 TVs, and of course that LSU game, and uh, a band tomorrow night, Cajun Company Band tomorrow night. Hopefully the weather holds off um, outdoors there at the Quarter Tavern. And our show also brought to you in part by L.A. Classic Roofing. As Tony mentioned, Catholic High, West St. Mary tonight. Join us for that. Stick around. Uh, more of the Breakfast Club. More music coming up after this last break. Hey, guys. If you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. 
Corner Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Saturday, it's the Cajun Company Band, and on Sunday, 5th edition. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, now just $2. Imports, $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU at no bar with more outdoor seating. Don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia.